Hello and welcome to today's Just Chops In podcast. And today with David and myself, we have another Yorkshire lass. We had another Yorkshire lass on a few days ago, and now we've got another Yorkshire lass on today. And her name is Carol Hodge. And Carol Hodge is a singer-songwriter, plays the piano, it's a little bit quirky, she's only got seven fingers, I read in her bio. So, tell us a bit about that, Carol. Yeah, that is correct. I mean, I think as a, as a singer-songwriter, you're ten a penny, so you need to think about what makes you different. <laughs> and I think I'm probably the only seven-fingered pianist in West Yorkshire who performs regularly. Um, yeah, so I was just born born with it. It's my left hand only has two fingers. It's a oh, condition right, yeah. called cleft type symbrachidactyly, oh, wow, which that's meant that right. I know yeah. uh, it meant that when I was in utero, um, not enough um, sonic hedgehog protein got to my hand to form the fingers, which oh. I was so excited about. So obviously, it's somebody who is probably about my age, like in the sort of early forties, and played Sonic the Hedgehog when they were kids, who discovered that protein and and got to name it so there we go not enough sonic hedgehog protein leads to uh, a cleft type symbrachidactyly i'm really surprised you can even remember that word (laughs) yeah that's just that's just mad wow (laughs) yeah how did you how old did you start learning to play the piano then uh eight okay so i uh, i was one of those rare exceptions who had to i had to beg my parents to have lessons because the stereotype is that you're forced to play piano yeah, when you're yeah. a kid but I really really wanted to I taught myself to read music and I taught myself to read like you know to play the basics and then I really wanted to go to a teacher and it happened there was one living on our street so I finally oh, got something. to do that oh, that's cool that's cool yeah. Yeah, yeah so did you did you take grades and things like that as well yeah I did up to um grade seven classical piano um oh. when I, I took that when I was 17 and then when I moved away to go to university, I just I stopped getting lessons and, and trying to do the grades. So, um, yeah. I suppose, I suppose there's only so far you can go, I guess, with, you know, once you get to a certain level. Mm. I mean, I think, I mean, Dave's got a sister that's, what, grade eight, is she, Dave? I think she, I think Lorna's grade seven as well, actually, she? I think. Mm. She was the same. She did it up to a point and then she just yeah. started teaching. So, you know, she, she loves teaching kids and, and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you can do all kinds of things. You can do, obviously, you could go on and do a degree and specialise in piano. You can do different diploma levels after grade eight. But, um, yeah, it kind of stopped, you know, because I moved away from home. Um, we didn't have Zoom back then, so yeah. uh, it wasn't really an option to continue. And I didn't really want to get another teacher. And I was kind of like sick of it by then anyway. I like playing. I like yeah. playing chords and writing songs. But I always thought of that as something very separate to um, playing, you know, classical piano. So I kind of had enough when I was eighteen. There's more exciting things like booze and boys. So, <laughs> well, ten ten years is uh, is pretty good going, really. Isn't yeah, it? it's good going. You know, I've, me and Terry have been learning to play guitar. And um, how long have you been learning for, Terry? Um, I don't know if it's two years or three years now. Yeah, that's it. So we're we're both kind of like Terry's a bit more a lot more committed <laughs> than me. But yeah, yeah, we're pretty we suck. Good for bad. you. Do you know it's so? I'm so grateful I learned an instrument when I was a kid, because mm. just in in terms of like neuroplasticity, it's so much harder when you're an adult to pick up a new, um, you know, ambulatory skill like yeah. you know anything mechanical and physical. It takes a long time to embed embed it in your brain. So, fair play to you. Right, well, got, we haven't we, gone very far. No, we haven't actually. No, well, I've, well, I've got a bit further than David, I think, but. 
Yeah. Can you play sure. Smoke on the Water? Because apparently that's all you need to be able to do. No. I've never... I've never I, tried it. <laughs> I've played the one finger version of it. So when yeah. I start, when I started, um, me and my son, we just went on, we just went on YouTube. And there was yeah. like, it said, play songs, one finger. So we sort of like had a look at those. So it was like that, Seven Nation Army and mm -hmm. quite a few other ones as well. And if I'm honest, I've, I've bought a Gibson Les Paul. I've bought a Fender Stratocaster and a Fender Sonoran semi-acoustic, and I'm no further along than I was wow. that anyway. So my wife, she, to be fair, she's been awesome, but she knows they'll never go down in value, with they? Do you know what I mean? So um, I keep tell, I keep trying to convince her that they're investments, and don't worry about it. <laughs> oh yeah, well I mean that you know that Les Paul will be a good investment. Yeah, it'll that's be, right. It'll be really easy to play as well compared to a lot of the. Uh, the cheap um, mimics that are out there that lots yeah. of people learn to play on. So you've got a head that's start right. there. Yeah, but I said I, I just I got no commitment towards it. That's that's the problem. I want to <laughs> do it a bit like Terry. I want to be able to pick it up and be like Slash. And when I'm not, when I'm garbage. I put it back down. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, said, it's really, yeah, go on. It's really hard. I mean, when you're a kid, like you. Um, I remember when I did uh, teacher training about God about fifteen years ago now, and part of the training was we had to we had to shadow students as they went round. It was year seven in high school, and we did it for like four days, and I was just absolutely shattered. So I was with this little kid, I mean he's like eleven, and he he did like you know Spanish and Urdu, and then he did geography, and then maths, and then PE, and then English. And then, um, you know, art, like all in one day. And my, and my head was just pounding. Yeah. But it, I think when you're a kid, if you just add on like guitar lessons to the end of that day, your brain's already been like pulled in loads of different directions. So it's not really a big, a big hassle. And, you, you know, you're being driven there by your parents who just yeah, dropped yeah, off. So you yeah, don't really yeah. have much choice. You've got to go every week. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think that sort of routine's really important. I think maybe, maybe you need like adult adult babysitters to like force us to go and do things a bit more frequently yeah sounds like a plan actually <laughs> well, well i've well, well we've already figured it out haven't we dave we we figured out that as you become an adult your head gets fuller and fuller and fuller of stuff and you just can't get any more in and then you can't learn anything yeah i, I was chatting to someone recently um and he told me that the um the optimum age for your uh, like neurological growth is 30 and after 30 you just start declining <laughs> so whatever you were doing you're 30 that's the pinnacle that's as good as it's ever gonna get and it's just a downhill like struggle after that yeah fuck that i'm nearly double that <laughs> oh who's froze oh no you've all froze Yeah, I'm f like I said, I'm fucked because I'm almost double that. I'll just pick it up from where I left off. So I'll just put it, put it back together. <laughs> Nobody will ever know. Our continuity is awesome, isn't it? <laughs> the only problem being now is you're now on the bottom where you were up on the right, on the left. Oh, yeah. So Carol's on the on the left. So, oh, that yeah. doesn't matter anyway. I'm a bit confused now. <laughs> <laughs> just, we just had a shift around. We got bored of our positions. So That's we it. Around, Musical yeah. cheers. Yeah, you were already on the bottom, weren't you, Carol? Oh, it's it's different on de depending on who who you are. Oh, I'm like... in my normal place again. Yeah. Are you? Yeah, yeah. That's What's that? In your basement? Oh. <laughs> yeah, in my basement. Yeah. <laughs>
So anyway, um, where were we? So we were talking about how difficult it is when uh, oh, to learn new stuff when you've got a head full of crap. When you're an old no, when you're an old fart like you. Yeah, yeah. And you're definitely on your way down. Well, I am on my way down, actually, yeah. Am I far behind you? Charming, isn't it? <laughs> so, we, so we said, talked about your um, your piano then, and when you started piano. So mm. when did you start doing your, your songwriting? Is that something you did when you were in school, when you were learning the piano, or a bit later on? Uh, yeah, I mean, I started writing songs pretty much when I started playing piano. Um, so yeah, when I, when I was a really young kid. And they were absolutely horrendous, but um, I started writing properly legible, you know, pop songs, I guess, um, when I was about 14. Um, and it was just, yeah, just something that I always really enjoyed doing and felt like it was very separate to playing the piano because that was all about, you know, learning, you know, Stravinsky and Beethoven and whoever else, whereas this was like the fun stuff. And I've always been able to like hear a song and figure out what the chords are and you know what the melody line is. Um, so yeah, from from quite a young age. And then I first started playing in a band when I was fifteen. Um, so started yeah, we started playing my songs then and loads of loads of covers as well as was uh, the uh, tradition uh, where I grew up. That's what you did. It was all covers bands, and then you started working some of your own songs into the set. And then eventually we ended up, you know, with like two 45 minutes of our own material. So I think that's the yeah. way forward, really, isn't it? Yeah. For, for most young musicians. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah. I mean, learning covers is like so useful, no matter what age you are and what level of ability you are, which is why I like playing with it in other people's bands so much. Like the set I'm learning at the moment, I'm learning a load of Ginger Wildheart songs. And it's uh, it's great because you get into the songwriter's headspace, and after a couple of songs, you're like, ah, I know where he's going now, and you can sort of intuit it, and you understand their their sense of timing and their sense of like musicality and color, and uh, yeah, the sort of little patterns and uh, things, little tricks that they use. So it's it's really good to sort of keep learning other people's songs. I reckon. Yeah. 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 Well, it's probably yeah. I mean, we can't do it, but you probably can because you're classically trained. <laughs> <laughs> but are you going to be playing with Ginger then? Because he's going through a bit of a rough time, isn't he? Uh, I mean, I've not spoken to him for, for a couple of weeks. Um, oh. I mean, obviously, you know, the Wild Arts are, are on hiatus um, now. So I'm, I'm imagining that was, you know, it's not the not the easiest time for everyone involved, really. Um but yeah, so we, we're going out, me, Ginger and John Poole are going and playing um, a few gigs in April. Um, so it's going to be mainly kind of Ginger songs and a couple of, of John songs. Um, so yeah. that should be uh, should be good fun. That's the, you know, that's the order, order of the day is let's go and have fun and play yeah, music yeah. and put smiles on people's faces. Yeah, yeah. No, I just saw a post from him yesterday, actually, saying he's having some really struggles with his mental health at the moment yeah yeah so uh yeah because we've had cj on the show already and um yeah uh, yeah we know the trouble the troubles they go through sometimes yeah like an old married couple then too like yeah i mean 
Yeah, I mean, it's a very, it's a long-term relationship that, I mean, they've been going for 30 odd years, haven't they? Yeah, so yeah. it's it's going to have its uh, have its ups and downs for sure. It's not going to be a, a smooth ride, especially not when you when you uh, add rock and roll into the mixture. So yeah, yeah. I think they've done very well to, to stay together this long and, you know, keep going. And, you know, the last couple of albums have been absolutely phenomenal. So it's uh, it's incredible to, to have that kind of longevity as a band. Yeah. 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 And also you've got, you know, you've got CJ working on his own stuff at the moment, so. Yeah, yeah, I'm looking forward to hearing that. Yeah, and Ginger's yeah, working on a new album too. So you know, it's yeah. that's the uh, the good thing when uh, when bands kind of split up, they splinter into separate parts. I mean, obviously, you know, Ginger's already been doing solo stuff for ages, but it it kind of fortifies those different factions. So mm. I think I'm quite happy for to hear what each of the Wild Hearts does. It's not like when a ba- when a boy band splits up. Yeah, you know, yeah. when boys don't split, you're like, oh gosh, there's five of them now. It's going to be like five horrendous solo <laughs> careers. But with the Wild Arts, it's like, that, that's quite cool, actually. There's four of them. I'm sure they'll all do something brilliant. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because I see uh, in your bio as well, it says you have a long-time collaboration with Steve Ignorant from Crass. Yeah, yeah, indeed. Is that so, like um, 10 years or? Yeah, um, about 10, 10 or 11 years we've been working together, yeah. Um, so... We first met when um, I joined his band um, touring Crass songs. Mm-hmm. So we went and we toured like America and Canada and Australia and New Zealand. And then we did uh, Shepherd's Bush Empire. Um, and then we're doing that again this this month, next month, the rest of this year, basically. We're touring uh, the Crass songs again with a different, slightly different lineup. And uh, we've been doing Slice of Life, which is his kind of acoustic project we've done um three albums with that band been touring that for like the past sort of like seven or eight years um so yeah he's a good he's a good egg yeah yeah is he old eggs yeah yeah i, I mean i used to be in the crash when i was a kid you know but i was anti-establishment then yeah you know i saw the big mohican and stuff so it's a bit of a punk rocker in the day awesome but uh yeah so it was all crass and i remember they were supposed to come and play in come brown once and they never yeah. turned up. Oh, they played about, everywhere. Yeah, I was about 17. <laughs> they were supposed to play in T-Cannel somewhere, I think. Mm. Some community centre. Yeah, or, it was a community yeah, centre, yeah. yeah. And everyone was there. The place was sold out and yeah. they just didn't turn up. <laughs> I was like, oh. fuck. <laughs> I know the last gig they did it was, was in Aberdare, which is why we were playing there. Because it's, you know, you wouldn't... We're playing like Manchester, Edinburgh, Glasgow, London, and Aberdare. So yeah. <laughs> that's the reason why, because it's kind of you know it's significant to Steve that it was the last ever place they played. Oh yeah, right, okay, cool. yeah, yeah, amazing. Yeah. So you've got three albums of your own out then. I have, yeah, yeah. So nice. I released uh, last year. It's, it feels weird that 2021 was last year now, quite significantly yeah, last yeah. year. Um, so yeah, I released my third album then, uh, The Crippling Space Between. Yeah. And then I released my second album, Savage Purge, in sort of early 2020. And then 2018 was Hold On To That Flame. So yeah, I'm well into uh, working on album four now as well. So All right, okay. keep going. Yeah. So what album is Stop Worrying Baby Off? That's on Savage Purge. This, this one. Oh, that's your second one, yeah. That one. With the screamy yeah. face. Ah! Um, so, do all your albums have a theme or? 
Um, not particularly. They do in terms of... Um, I mean, I, I kind of joke that I write about my ongoing existential crisis, but that's just... basically what I write about. I just, whatever's on my mind comes out in song form. It's where, you know, I don't write loads of love songs. It's all stuff about, you know, mental health and self-doubt and, um, you know, self, self-love. self uh, I'm, just, I'm just going through the, the songs on here. Um, yeah, self-doubt. And then there's a song there about domestic abuse, um, suicidal ideation, virtue signalling online. Yeah, uh, is that stopping... about online stuff, is it? Yeah, yeah. Stopping, stopping drinking alcohol and uh, becoming at one with getting old. So that's kind okay. of the, the little gamut of themes on that album. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because I was listening, because I'm on Night Shift this week, so I was listening to it in work last night on Spotify, you know. Cool. But then I listened to some stuff again today earlier, and I listened to that Stop Worrying Baby, and I was watching you doing it live. You, you had a live video. Oh, right, yeah, yeah. But then I um, watched your official video, and you had, like, that Paddy, I don't know what his real name was, Paddy from um, East End? Not East End, that's Emmerdale. Yeah, Dominic Brunt, yeah. Oh, yeah, that was him, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So he's, a, he's, a, he's a pal of mine who um, just happens, happened to like my music and agreed to, uh, to be in the video, so I was, yeah. Really no, chuffed about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I watched the video and uh, and um, yeah, I just burst into tears to be honest. Oh, because because uh, it was so terrible, and you're like, why did we was, let her on? Like, <laughs> I don't know where I'm going to go with this podcast tonight. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I always have this recurring dream when I'm chasing my mum because my mum died a long time ago, and uh, and I watched that video and it really hit me. Uh, and I was like, oh no, and I just about, well, I only spoke to David for about a minute before, before yeah. he came on, actually. And I was like, oh no, where am I going to be going with this? And it's like, but yeah, it's a, re- I, it's a really good song, actually. I didn't colorate the video with the live at first. Mm. But then when you watch the video and you get, you put your, obviously you put your own perspective on things. Yeah. You know, and it's sort of like, well, it's basically about chasing the ghost anyway, mm. the song. And uh, yeah, I was a bit of a, a bit of a wreck earlier. <laughs> yeah, I want I wanted it to be like um, you know, like in a horror film when yeah. you know the, the victim's running away, but yeah. the the pursuer is always the same distance behind them, even though they're just walking. I wanted it to be kind of like that that sort of feeling of like I just keep chasing him and keep chasing him, and I'm legging it and he's just walking, but I can never catch him and never yeah. catch yeah. up to him. Um, it's almost like that idea of. You know, like when you when you catch up to someone in a dream or whatever, and and they don't have a face or something when they turn around, it's not what you expect sort of thing. So it's yeah, kind of yeah. playing playing with that sort of concept as well. Um, but yeah, I mean, a, a lot a lot of people. One of the first things, if they talk to me about about my music, one of the first things that they always say is like, "That song made me cry." Okay. Not not maybe that another song, but yeah, it's, yeah, it yeah. is actually the feedback I get most. Okay. Is that people cry when they hear certain songs Um, and I think that's that means I'm doing my job right um, because I think it's important to you know these are all all things that I've gone through emotionally and and mentally and I think it's my job as a songwriter to to be honest about that and to kind of talk about the things we don't always talk about or admit to um, and give other people permission to to access those emotions and feelings and memories yeah, yeah. and whatever else. So yeah. look like you're gonna cry now. <laughs> 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 I 
to be honest. Look at me, I look like I've been crying for fucking hours. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hang on, the ghost is behind Whoa. you. Yeah, that's, that's a cat. Holy crap. Yeah. <laughs> Paddy, go away. <laughs> <laughs> just just going to appear over my shoulder. Um, yeah, I've got, I've basically got, this is, this is my kind of studio office room, the yeah. spare room that's been, you know, jazzed yeah, yeah, up. Yeah. Um, and I've got a couple of mattresses against the party wall. Um, so my cats like to run up behind the sheet and like sit on top of the mattresses oh. um, and just, you know, listening and yeah, yeah. yeah frighten people on Zoom calls, basically. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was a bit of good timing, wasn't it? Talking about yeah. ghosts yeah. and ghosts. And then... <laughs> yeah. My house isn't haunted. I know that much. Definitely not haunted. <laughs> My um my daughter reckons my house is haunted. Yeah. Uh, specifically this bedroom. So and the reason why she thinks is because her dog, when she comes over to stay the night, her dog freaks out when she comes in this room. Right. So I was telling my mum about it, and she be- she believes in spirits and all yeah. that. Yeah. So she and she came in and he said, Nah, it's not. <laughs> so I was like, All right, yeah. then happy days. Yeah. I'll come back in if she's adamant. She's adamant that she believes in it and and all that, yeah. and she's felt it and seen them and all, and she came and she said, no, there's nothing in there. I was like, oh, thank yeah. God for that. <laughs> I think sometimes, I think, I mean, that, that's the subject I'm really fascinated in, and I think there's sometimes, um, I mean, I've never seen anything that I've been like, oh, there's a ghost, um, but I've, I've felt really powerful things in, in certain places that later reveal themselves to have, you know, some sort of history or... Um, you know, some something that other people have sensed things there. Mm. Um, there's a room um, in, do you know Bannerman's in Edinburgh? No, but we've heard about it. Yeah, venue. Yeah, there's, yeah. there's a room upstairs in there, and uh, I went in it and I was just like, oh god, I feel really sick. Like, and I just felt like there was something pushing on my chest. Okay. And then yeah, I was told, oh that's that's the room. We we had to board the part of it up and yeah, shut part of it off because it was so haunted or something. I was like, oh. Oh, so I didn't sleep in that room. No, I okay. Yeah. <laughs> and our, our drummer at the time, that was that was in um, Ryan Hamilton's band, and our drummer Mickey was so like scared of that. He was like, "No, I'm staying in the travel lodge." He booked himself a travel lodge room just because he would not stay upstairs in Bannerman's. He's like, "No, no, no way." I don't blame him. I'd be the same because we, yeah. we we went we went to a place called I think we mentioned it before. Um, on another podcast called Craggy Nass, Craggy Noss, Craggy Noss, it is, and wow. it's my mate's wedding, and it's the most haunted place in Wales, they reckon. Yeah. And that weird fella had been on there as well, the Scouser guy who passed away, who was I can't remember. Oh, Derek Akora. That's it. Me- yeah, you've been there and different mm. things. And see, I got goosebumps now just yeah. thinking about it. <laughs> so, and I I had an absolute skinful, but I went to bed and I just stuck my earpods in. And just fell asleep and sort of like cutched it to my missus and i was it until the very next morning driving i just sort of like went off went out out like the lights yeah. so I, I don't want to hear anything i don't want to see anything <laughs> i, think, I mean i think that's bed with his missus anyway <laughs> <laughs> i think that's fair enough you know i think it's you know you don't i know quite a few people like that like, i just like, i just don't want to think about it or talk about it i don't it, it, yeah it's if it, it frightens me and I don't want to be involved with it, so it's like, yeah, fair enough. That's it. Yeah, well, if it frightens you, then yeah, why, why bother with it? Innit? It's not like you're gonna go out and do a Ouija board every week. No, not every week. Just <laughs> once a month. 
in Bannermans upstairs. Yeah. Preferably. Oh, yeah. yeah. So how did you get involved with um, with Steve then? Have you always been a bit of a anarchist? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> not, not at all. Um, people always ask me that and they think it's going to be some amazing story, but I basically, I went and auditioned to be in his band. Oh. And um, to be honest, I think because I wasn't an obsessive Crass fan, I got the job because mm. they were obviously like, who can we spend a month on a tour bus with? Yeah. She's doesn't even know who Steve is. So. Yeah. So she'll she'll do. She's not going to be obsessing and asking him loads of questions all the time. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I did, I did know who Crass were. I'd actually appeared on a Crass compilation album before that, but I wasn't. I wouldn't even say I was a big fan, to be honest. But I was aware of their work and I, I admired the album uh, Penis Envy in particular. Okay. Um, and that's the album that I sing various songs from live because it's the. The one where they decided, like, Steve, you're not the singer anymore, Joy and yeah. Eva. So that's just sit, sit sit to the side for this album. It's the women are going to sing now. So. Oh, right, okay. Fina yeah. the 5000 was my favourite, to be honest. Yeah, that's that's most people's favourite. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a great album, though, isn't it? It's, it's a very good album, yeah, yeah. The band from the Roxy. We're doing that live. Come and see was us. Was he ever banned from the Roxy? I'm in Holland. Like, we didn't tell you where it was. David told you he was in South Wales. I'm in Holland, so... Oh, right, okay. Um, yeah, I think they were banned from the Roxy. They did a gig there, and I think it went really badly, and some equipment got smashed up or something, and, yeah, they did, they got banned from the Roxy in London, so... Yeah, yeah. yeah I bet he's got some stories. Yeah, yeah, lot, lots of them. Quite hairy back in, back in the 70s. Things were really violent. Mm. Like, a lot of... Well, like, Thatcher's Britain, wasn't it? Thatcher's Britain yeah. was pretty violent, wasn't it? Yeah, really horrible. But, you know, stories of, like, you know, teenage boys who identified as punks getting, like, really badly beaten up by men in their 30s. Yeah. You know, who didn't like the, the look of the punks and things. It's, yeah. yeah, really frightening. Well, I was really lucky, actually, because I had some friends and we were, we were, like, 15. Yeah, 15, 16, I guess. Mm. But I used to hang around with, well, I used to hang around with one boy and his, he had an older brother and they were both punks. Yeah. But the, the the boy that was my age used to be beating 30-year-old men up, so. Oh, wow, okay. So it was the other way around. He could defend yeah, himself. He could, he yeah, he could defend everyone. Yeah. But it's it's like, you know, the type of the type of people who are, who are in, really into, like, metal or rock or punk, that they tend to be, like, quite kind of geeky people in general you know yeah. they're not they're not like the big cool kids at school you know it's the people no. who feel marginalized that gravitate towards those sort of genres of music so mm. it's just horrible you know having that extra layer of like th the threat of violence on top of things yeah yeah it's a strange strange story actually i mean he was a really tough kid and then i found out a few years ago that he actually killed himself and it's like oh dear he had like five kids as well yeah. It's a bit of a strange, strange story, you know? Yeah. It was fine, like, you got, he's a bit of a, you know, we were all a bit, well, not, not sick, can't say all of us, but there was several of us in school that were, mm. like, hardcore punks, if you like. Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, he was this, he was obviously the tough guy of the school as well, and then as he grew up, he must have gone into some weird headspace somewhere, and then... Uh, yeah. I think he was in his late 30s, I think, and he went and killed himself. 
Oh, strange. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's, just, it's weird what the mind does to you, isn't it? Yeah. So, unfortunately. You're not a vegan, are you, uh, jo- um, I was going to call you Joy then. Carol? Can't be Joy if you like, yeah. Um, <laughs> no, I, I'm vegetarian, though. Been vegetarian oh, you are? No, because I've got a really yeah. bad story, actually. Because the, the, the meat... I mean, I've found that supermarket meat is going downhill. I think they're actually trying to poison us with supermarket meat. Mm. So we don't buy it anymore. Well, do you think the vegans are behind that? No, no, <laughs> the I vegans, think... vegans, like there's some renegade group, I think, class in society. No, not vegan. I think the government are behind it. I think yeah. they're making the quality of the meat worse and worse and worse, so we actually go plant-based. Wow. More plant-based. Why would the, the government want us to go plant-based? Because, I don't know. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Good argument. Because <laughs> they don't want us eating meat. That's why. I, I, think, I think we could I all do with to, eating less, to I be honest. they want us to eat less meat. So anyway, yeah. we've decided <laughs> we decided that we were going to try some vegetarian things. Mm. And on Friday last week, we had sweet potato, mm. mashed, which I like sweet potato, sprouts. Mm. We weren't too keen on sprouts. They were, pretty, they were really bitter. <laughs> and a vegan burger. Mm-hmm. Now this vegan burger must be the worst thing I've ever tasted in my fucking life. Oh dear! Worst of the what, what, what one was it? What brand was it? Um, well, it, apparently it had like hundred percent in best of test. I don't know what right. brand it was because my girlfriend won't tell me. Yeah. But it had hundred percent best of test in burg in vegan burgers. Okay. So I had a plate full of vegetables, basically. I had mm. mashed potato, sprouts, and this burger. I can't remember what I said it smelled like. But it's oh it smelled like Heinz beans, that's what it smelled like. Right. And when it was being cooked, it was like I said, Are you cooking beans? And she said, No, I'm cooking these burgers. And I was like, Oh, they smell like beans. And she's like, Well, it's, it's a vegan burger. We're gonna we're gonna try it. Yeah. And I was like, Oh right, okay, you know, I'm pretty open minded. Already close to it. I was like, No, I'm not fucking eat that. <laughs> but did you meat. have it in I a bun? On my plate. No, no, I had I had it as a meal, like a burger, sprouts, and oh no, I mean that's a weird that's a weird combination. That (laughs) I mean the the thing the thing with like meat substitutes is it's all about the context in which you cook them. So I bet if you'd had that burger on like a nice you know like a brioche bun with like a slice of cheese and tomato and and lettuce and like ketchup and mustard and you know it was like a a proper burger, you probably would have enjoyed it a lot more. No, because even the the structure of it was wrong. Structure. Is it a structure? Do you call it the structure? What do you call it? <laughs> no, I like that term. It just yeah, the structure. The structure <laughs> of the burger was wrong. I'm picturing like a, a review, a Google review of the burger. Uh, no, but it, honestly, I I mean, I tasted it and I was like, no, that's, that's not very good. Yeah. I ate it all. You know, it's not yeah. like I didn't eat it. Because uh, we don't, I don't really like to throw food away, but yeah. every mouthful I was, I, I, I ended up, I was like, like, actually like trying to mash it and mash it in with my potato, and my because my sprouts were fucking rotten, and my sprouts. burger was rotten, Not and my fun. sweet potato was good, so I was just like trying to mash it all up like yeah. baby food and eat it like that. You know? <laughs> that sounds like a ridiculously traumatic experience it was <laughs> I hope you had a tasty drink to wash it down with no I always drink water with my food so yeah uh, yeah, yeah. a bottle of wine or something to try and 
help get rid of it. I don't know. I, I like I said, I, I did that actually managed to eat it, but it was just wrong. But on the the was it the following day, I believe, before I went out, we tried the chicken one. Mm-hmm. And the structure of the chicken one was a bit like chicken. Yeah. Oh, it had, it had two legs and wings. <laughs> and a few f- fake feathers sticking out of it. Stru- structurally sound, okay, so that's already winning uh, over beak. the, the beef <laughs> Sticking out of the bur- edge of the burger. And thinking about what you said, we did actually put it in a pitta bun mm. with some, like, cheese and sauce and stuff. Mm-hmm. And that wasn't too bad. It was really, 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 really rubbery. Mm. A bit more rubbery than normal chicken is, because norm- like I'm saying, the quality of normal chicken is just crap. Yeah. But it wasn't too bad. Mm. But then we, I think both me and my girlfriend had the shits after we ate it. <laughs> well, it's like, it's like anything. I, th- I think people, um, like companies that manufacture meat, meat substitutes, they're always they're trying to appeal to, to such a wide audience. It's people like yourselves who... And maybe realizing uh, maybe I shouldn't eat meat twice a day every day, um, yeah. and I, I'm wanting something that's like the real thing. But then also people who are vegetarian and vegan who don't want it to be exactly like the real thing because they don't like the real thing. So they don't. <laughs> it's that weird sort of tightrope between. Yeah, yeah. It's got to be like it, but not too much like it. Yeah, but that's yeah. that's the concept I don't understand because I would rather it be nothing like meat. Mm, to be honest, yeah. yeah, I don't know why you have to make something that resembles meat if you don't want to eat meat don't make yeah. it anything like meat just for scrap that idea because that's just crass for a better word or two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but I, yeah. I mean i know i know some vegetarians and vegans who hate the, the concept of meat so much that they, they hate those kind of meat substitutes yeah, so in terms crap. of like burgers and things like that they just will completely avoid them and have Chunks my worst my worst nemesis which is like a you know like a, a veggie burger where it's breadcrumbs on the outside and it's just mm. full of like reconstituted vegetables. It, oh, I can't can't do them. I've heard, that sounds probably better than the, an actual substitute meat substitute. Mm. Well, yeah, each each their own, isn't it? So yeah. yeah. But then I'd we just went out for this meat. I'll just eat meat. Yeah, well, I'm a meat person anyway. I mean, I like I used to do a lot of like bodybuilding training, so I was used to eat like a kilo a day anyway of meat. Do you really need that though? Because isn't yes, isn't, do, the, yeah. isn't the amount of protein you need actually a myth? No. No. <laughs> no. Okay. That's, that's that argument <laughs> shut down then. <laughs> that's a lot of meat, that is, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, but you you do it's a grow. You need them calories, and you need you don't want to be like whacking in forty five donuts every day, you know. Mm. What about protein and, powder? You know, yeah, also I was eating mm. a kilo of meat and like three or four protein shakes and tons of rice and carbs and. I bet but, that gave you the shits. Well, um, probably about three a day. Yeah. <laughs> you know, some people eat three a day, but I was getting rid of three a day. Yeah. But um, but, that, but then we went out for a meal on the, because we found this restaurant online, and it was like a really weird concept. Mm. And it was a Greek restaurant. Mm-hmm. It was advertised as a Greek restaurant, but it had like a steak and wine bar label on it as well. Mm. So it's like, that's... It's a bit weird for a Greek restaurant to be state wine. So it's like, well, it's either going to, the pictures look really great. So we thought, right, we're going to try it. So it's either going to be absolutely shit or it's mm. going to be absolutely fantastic. So we went there and it was brilliant. I mean, mm. like I said, I'm, in, I'm a meat person. So we had this 
Greek dish, which was steak in a Metaxa sauce. Mm. Oh, it was amazing. It was really good. So, yeah, that's what I did on the weekend. Yeah. <laughs> Is that do? it? That's the punchline, right? Okay. <laughs> did they, <laughs> um, really did they smash the plates? No, and we and... did do cocktails. They, 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 oh. they did serve cocktails as well. Yeah. Did they smash plates? No, it was a bit too upmarket for that day. Spin them? No. They, it was just, it was, it was like the food was like traditional Greek. Yeah. But they also had like Wagyu and all that sort of stuff on the side. Mm. Mm. Within a cocktail bar. Sounds like my worst nightmare is is a sober vegetarian. Yeah. It's like you take me there just to sort of like make me feel uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was really good. They did do vegetarian stuff as well. But after Friday's yeah. experience, I didn't want to try it. Well, I would say don't let it put you off. There's there's a whole market out there now for meat substitutes. There's yeah, there's so many to try. Some really good sausages that I'd recommend. The cauldron ones, Lincolnshire. Sausages, they're really I good. I love Lincolnshire sausages. Mm. Yeah, real ones, Dave. Yeah. Yeah, not fake ones. All right, then. So what, what have we got coming out next? You said you were going to be working on your fourth album. Yeah, so I've done, recorded seven songs for that so far. Got quite a few um, guest artists appearing on it, which is okay. exciting. Oh, yeah. Um, like who? Can you tell us? I can't, I can't say yet. Oh, no. Not... Oh, I was going to say people that I'm really excited about. People who are in bands that I really like. Okay. Uh, okay. So I've been like, like oh. what sort of bands do you like? So what? Yeah, uh, what bands do you like? <laughs> no, some some Arctic bands monkeys. that have, ugh, no, not Active Monkeys. I don't mind Active Monkeys. I don't know why I made that noise. Um, Ed Sheeran. No, no. Uh, don't, I don't UK have anything subs. against him. I like UK subs, yeah. It's not one of the UK subs. We could, it's going to be a long night if we're just guessing bands, isn't it? Rocky Shades. Just naming bands and watching my reaction carefully. Um, yeah, so that's that's happening. That's I'm going to do the sort of final session on that in July. But with the, um, the first world problem nightmare of getting vinyl pressed at the moment, I'm just, I'm just kind of debating what to do I'm, I'm not gonna rush to release it this year i think it'll be a, a 2023 th thing mm. and i don't know uh, i mean i run my own record label so yeah. i don't know whether to release like self-release it again or try and work with a label um and just what just because the the stress and the hassle of all the delays last time yeah. it was just like really put me off getting vinyl again yeah um, yeah but, you know, maybe it'll all clear. Maybe it's just like a big backlog that is eventually going to uh, even out. But there's only so many pressing plants in the world that yeah. that can do it. So, are they made? Are they made? Is it made out of like a petrol-based thing? Yeah, vinyl? it's it's yeah, vinyl's like a yeah, it's um, it's oil oil yeah, based. Oil based. Yeah. yeah, I thought it was. Yeah. yeah, it's going to be fucking expensive then, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, that's you know, another thing. Yeah, with the price of oil going through the roof. Yeah. But then it's like, well, you know, it's like, what do people actually want? What format do people want their music in? And that's an ever-changing, um, you know, answer to that, isn't it? As yeah, well? yeah, yeah, it's a bit of a dilemma, um, isn't it? Yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't have a record player. Um, no, I don't have a record player either. I, got I mean, I've, I barely, I've got like a CD player in the car and that's it. And everything else I do is, is digital. Yeah. But I would still... Like you know, I still buy merch from 
artists that I want to support. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's just not necessarily a CD or a vinyl. So, which is why I produced some Carol Hodge tea towels with that okay. idea in mind. And what's that? That's a Scarlet Rebels. What was it, Dave? USB stick. USB oh, stick. So with their album on it. Comes out of there and you just plug yeah. it in your computer. Oh, that's cool. How, how thin is that? Shall like we your credit card. On? Yeah. yeah and it's got like a little packet. USB. If I can get it out of the packet. Yeah. Yeah, the same size as a credit card. Yeah. And then the USB comes out of it, look. Oh. oh, it's like a little like a SIM card type thing. Yeah, yeah, you just whack it into your USB thing. Oh, that's cool. So there's a good idea for you. Yeah. Yeah, it's different. And it's that got like, you know, exclusive things on it that aren't just the songs yeah, as, so as released on the, Spotify the or whatever. Album, and then yeah. there was three three bonus songs on it as well. There's oh. not on the CD. Nice. See, that's good. That's a good incentive to buy a, yeah. a physical product, isn't it? If there's extra yeah. content on it, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah. I, I agree with you. The merch is a is a really good thing, and it's um, you see, when I, when I go to festivals and when I go to gigs and stuff, some of the merch that you can get, yeah. Like say with the tea towels and the different things is pretty cool. You know what I mean? So, like like tote bags and yeah, a whole host yeah. of other things they do now yeah. as well, don't they? Imagine yeah. how many of them you can get in a box. That's true. Yeah. yeah. You can Easy. get hundreds of them, can you? In a little yeah. box like that. Easy to hump around, for sure. Yeah. yeah. You want um... to think clever there. Think <laughs> get some credit card <laughs> USBs for the next... Uh... Just, yeah. That's that's the only con- That's the only format that I release it on. Credit card. Yeah, it's, credit the, card way, USB. it's the way forward. <laughs> 2023, baby. That's how everyone's listening. <laughs> tape, yeah. tapes. People are listening to cassette tapes again. I found that. Yeah, inside. yeah, I know. You can buy them. Crazy, isn't it? Do they come what with it? a free pencil? <laughs> no, I don't it know. Inevitably yeah, unspills. In, yeah. yeah, yeah. But it's got to be the proper hexagon pencil. It can't be a round one. That's very that's true. That's true. Yeah. yeah. It's got to be the right size as well, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. That's right. They probably yeah. don't even make them anymore, do they? Um, yeah, I bought some. Yeah, I got, I got yeah, yeah, they do. Yeah, because yeah, 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 I, I, I bought. Yeah, here we go. Yeah, right, cool. It's that a steadler? It is, yeah. Yeah, it's the only. That's the, <laughs> that's the only brand. Ones. It's the only brand I use for my colouring in. Norris I do in my Iron Maiden colouring book. Oh, nice. Is that like a meditative thing? Um, no, I I've just always liked it because I can't draw. I, mm. I really suck at art. I'm I'm not very. I'm not a very creative person in in any sort of shape or form really unfortunately but i i really do enjoy coloring in but i can't like my i just can't draw it so mm. i try and like shade it differently and stuff and i've shared a couple with terry and all that i've i'm having to go out and try and smudge it a bit and what have you cool but i i just gotta have lines there to do it because i can't I, I couldn't physically draw that picture do you know what I mean? yeah do you think yeah. being non-creative then is come comes from your gaming background possibly I think everyone is creative. I think it's yeah. what you like. You know, with learning guitar, it's you got you got to put the time into it. You got to to learn yeah, commit to true. learning yeah. it. It's yeah. not something that you're just like brilliant. I can play concerto on piano now. It's like that takes a long time. It takes yeah, years, yeah. doesn't it, to get good at something creative? So yeah, and you do. And you have to make it hours yeah. every yeah. day rather yeah. than minutes. You know. But yeah, yeah. I, I I don't know. I I just seem to associate non-creativity with gamers, to be honest. I don't know. I think 
You've got to have a, I don't know, you've got to have a good imagination, haven't you? No, this is all laid out for you in the game, isn't it? <laughs> oh, the old think... hopefully. Yeah, I think you have to suspend your disbelief, don't you? If you play, if you're into gaming and yeah, think tactically and creatively when you when you're playing. So I don't I'm know. Not, I've never I'm been into it. No, but, I'm not yeah. either. I know so... people who are. <laughs> yeah, David, massive. <laughs> Massive. No, because I've got a daughter. I mean, my daughter's like nine years old, and she just watches mind-numbing shit on YouTube, and that she's Aww. watching other people gaming. Yeah, that's a big yeah. thing. Yep. So I'm gonna. I'm mm. trying to persuade my girlfriend to sign up to Stitch, so we can make a few quid. Play it's Monopoly online. Yeah, <laughs> it's the way forward. Because yeah, my my nephews are the same. They'd be playing video games, and they'd have screen in screen watching other people playing the same video game that they are playing. While they were talking to their mates at the same time. That's just yeah. like the Matrix to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is like... they, yeah. It was a, a Welsh boy called Dialing Ping. Oh, yeah, right. yeah, I've heard of that name. And um, he's on these Twitch things, and people subscribe to his channel. And this kid's making thousands of pounds a week. Yeah. And he, he like, plays video games, loses it. And like starts biting his joy pad or throwing it against a wall and things like that. And the kids just reckon it's great. I just I don't I don't get it, but you know they're just there nice. for the the Schadenfreude, basically, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah it's weird, isn't it? Yeah, that is yeah. strange. <laughs> yeah. But what about me going to gigs and stuff? Does that make me creative? Because I love going to see live music rather than just sitting in the house listening to it. Yeah, is that kind of like I, I would a creative say so. thing. Absolutely, cool. yeah. It shows you've got, you know, you've got you've got artistic interests, doesn't it? You, mm. you're not just uh, doing one thing all the time. You're investing in live events and mm. experiencing things. I think that's mm. creative in itself. Absolutely. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I need to learn to read actually, because not that I need to learn to read, learn <laughs> to read. But I can read, but, yeah. but I need to be able to learn to read without falling asleep after the first page. Yeah. You know. Because every time I pick a book up, I'm like, first page, I'm, I'm away. Yeah. And that, it, something, yeah, it's something I've got into a lot more, like over the past sort of year, I've been reading a lot more and really enjoying it. But again, yeah. it's like, I feel like I've had to practice improving my um, like attention span. Yeah, yeah. I feel like it's it's a really good it's a really good way of doing it, you know. Read read like an autobiography of like a musician you really like or something. That's mm. I think that's a good way to sort of get back into into yeah. yeah. Well, I started with you, doing that. With you writing music, mm. you you've got to have that sort of focus anyway, haven't you? Do you know what I mean? So, you know, if you're if you're writing songs and music and lyrics and stuff, you've got to have a you know quite a high level of focus, I'd imagine, to get something completed. Do you know what I mean? To to an extent, but I'm very I'm very much a um. Sometimes I just write a whole song at once, and other times I'm like, okay, I've hit a wall with that. I'll come back to it. Mm. So I'm, I'm very much, you know, there are some songs that I've come back to like seven or eight times to finish, because um, I just, you know, wasn't the idea just wasn't there. I couldn't, yeah. couldn't complete it in one. In one. Um, well, that's yeah, like anything in it. You know, if you write poetry or anything, sometimes you, yeah. sometimes it'll just flow out of you, and then sometimes it's just like you write four lines and it's gone. Mm. Yeah, you know. So yeah, yeah. Mm. All right, then, mate. Well, it's been really nice chatting to you. Yeah, you too. Yeah. 
don't know if I just call him mate. My girlfriend hates that when I call women mate. <laughs> All right, mate. Everyone calls you get called love if you're up here in yeah. Yorkshire. Everybody. Well, you love. call people love in Wales as well. Well, yeah. I call people oh, love, lovely. Love. Lovely, I like lovely. I call yeah, people lovely. I, I call people lovely. I don't call people love. That's yeah. common. <laughs> common. It's like common. We call them lovely. Lovely. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. Whenever I'm, I don't say it over here, but when I'm back in Wales, I'm like, all right, lovely. How's it going? Yeah. <laughs> My girlfriend's like, what are you calling lovely? Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, yeah it's just common. <laughs> so, all right, yeah. Thanks for joining um, us. No worries, thanks for having me. I'm so glad that you weren't politically charged because I wouldn't have had a clue what you would have been on about. Well, I mean, I'm political with a small P. Well, like you, really. <laughs> <laughs> Just a little, little whittle, little whittle of politicisation, yeah. Small P. Have you um, rushed into the toilet? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, on that bombshell, I'm going to go. <laughs> All right, cool. Well, let us know when your album comes out. You come back on and tell us all about it. Absolutely. Nice one. Yeah. Yeah, and if you come to uh, come to Wales. Wales, give me a shout. Yeah. Aberdeer ain't that far away from me anyway. So only... Cool. Playing Cardiff as well with Ginger. Yeah, uh, it's like 20 John. minutes away or yeah. so. So uh, I'll, uh, I'll have a look, yeah. Awesome. Let me know if you've come to Holland. Nobody seems yeah. to come to Holland anymore. No, I'm playing Holland in September. Oh, October, yeah, October. We're playing uh, Milk Milkweg. Milkweg, yeah, Amsterdam. Yeah. So we'll be there in sometime in October. Yeah. Who are we playing there with? Uh, with Steve doing the craft songs. Oh right, okay. Yeah, yeah you want to get up there? Eh? Yeah, yeah, I might do. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'll have to find someone to go with because my girlfriend won't be into it. <laughs> That's for sure. Just tell yeah. her it's a birthday party. Do they us a living? Cause they do. Cause they do. <laughs> it's gonna be ace, yeah. <laughs> All right, we'll let you get awesome. off because we know we're just going to go down a rabbit hole. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks right. a lot. Thanks Take for care. coming on. Thanks, Carl. Bye. Cheers. All right, bye-bye. Cheers. Bye-bye. And I'm so used to this separate
Down. 